I have Docker Desktop installed on this computer. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> and Qubit Torrent, which so far I have only used to download um, queer and feminist bicycle zines. <laughs> Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. So I, I love doing this. I love starting the episode and then being like, wait a minute, give me a second to get all my things together. Hey, Liz. Uh, I <laughs> uh, was lamenting the way that email works last time um, and saying that I wanted to have my own email account mm-hmm. uh, that I knew worked. And so I now have a Fastmail account. I set it up right after we got done recording the last episode. It was in total five steps, and I have them written down. So in case in the future you go, hey, Zach, how did you do that? I can just give you this drafts note, and you can just follow the five steps uh, that I did. It's easy. It's been working so far. Uh, It also does calendar sync and all sorts of stuff that I haven't played around with too much because I am perfectly happy to have my calendar syncing somewhere between iCloud and Google and maybe one of these days that won't be what I want but for right now it's fine. What does that mean calendar sync? Uh so like you can have Google Calendar and you can set that up to work with the calendar app that you use. Mm-hmm. And then everywhere that you have a calendar app it will use the same Google Calendar and so you can do that. You can set up a Fastmail calendar. And uh okay. Just another calendar. Yeah. Okay. But it's like another calendar set, right? You can add more calendars. Like you can have a a work and a home and a whatever, different kinds of calendars. Yeah. And if it's running through Fastmail, then Google doesn't need to advertise, uh, you know, good baby shower gifts when you're going to a baby shower. Correct. Yeah. I said baby shower. What I meant was a wedding shower. And uh, yeah, that happened to me once. Yeah. I don't know. Like I was, I was also like, I'm not going to say that I didn't do anything to else to indicate that I was going to a wedding shower, but certainly that would have been the easiest way to know I was going to a wedding shower. Mm-hmm. It was all those times you said, okay, Google, I'm going to a wedding shower. <laughs> when i searched i i got these weird ads for wedding shower gifts after i googled wedding shower gifts it's really it's it's crazy good (laughs) super creepy super creepy uh so i would recommend it it costs money and that's the thing is that either it costs you and your privacy or it costs money and uh sucks that those are the only two modes of being that we have right now but it's not like uh your taxes are gonna pay for email that would be uncouth that is not the way that we think about things and especially the internet right now and i think one day uh maybe we will but for right now you get privacy or you pay no you you get unprivacy or you pay what have you been using for uh, actually viewing your email spark just like always okay not always but since i went to um mac and ios i've been using spark okay and it works just fine uh it's no inbox but neither is inbox at this point so <laughs> no it's not oh <laughs> uh, it could have been uh there's somebody I follow who like does design work for the government at this point who's like, sometimes I just pull up old screenshots of inbox to feel something. <laughs> I, yeah, poor, poor inbox. Uh, so you're using spark on iOS and Mac mm-hmm. and are you having, did you log into, I assume you still have your Google and iCloud emails. Correct. I, think i have an icloud email i don't know when the last time i touched it was fair um and is spark logged into those or do you have them forwarded to uh fast mail spark is logged into those okay cool cool good to know yeah 
Yeah, it's good stuff. One thing that Spark doesn't do that I wish it did is it doesn't let you sort backwards. I've been very much wanting to view all of my emails from oldest to newest. It's called it's called uh, scrolling, Zach. Not sure if you've heard of it. You can scroll to the bottom, and then that will be the case. <laughs> Correct. Uh, but then when you hit the button to archive it, which is E for me because that's how Gmail did it and how it's muscle memory, then it'll it'll jump you the other direction <sighs> than you want to go. It jumps you to the top or just in a direction? It jumps you, I think, to the next email in the past. Oh, sure. And I sure. want to go to the next email in the future. Makes sense. So, uh, Spark developers, if you're listening, mm-hmm. we have a feature request. Right. Or, Jared, if you're listening and you use a different email app that lets you do that, uh, that would be cool. Or I can learn how to use JMAP and make it myself. You know, it's always an option. Although I do remember you saying you don't want to f*** around by making your server, uh, not server even, um, just you don't want to make your own email software. I don't want to make my own email server. Email client, I would be less uh, nervous about. You could contact them at Spark. Let's see. I'd like to suggest a feature on Mac. Please explain how this feature will improve your life. That's a high bar. (laughs) It won't. I am simply a glutton for punishment, and the more complex this is, the better it will be for me. (laughs) Alternatively, you're a sadist who enjoys uh, the suffering of the Spark team, development team. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is, it uh, looks like in the Mac app at least, an option for when email is archived, does it go to next or does it go to previous? Mm, that would do it, right? That would do it. I think I have my Spark, I Spark on my phone, but I don't have it on my Mac because mail.app is good enough for me on Mac. Um, mm-hmm. But I have everything set up so that if I archive something or do whatever it'll uh take me to the back to the inbox and will not uh select another message that is whack that's wild to me (laughs) i don't like it when it because i only want to, to interact with one email and if that doesn't have if it does advance to the next one and i archive it then it, what that actually means is archive and mark the next email as read. Mm-hmm. And then I have to unmark it as read because I didn't read it. Right. The way that I do email, I have been told, is not the way that most people do email, which is I get very anxious about it for a couple weeks and then I sit down and I just go through this email, archive, next email, archive, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. If there's something to be done about it, if it's a two-week-old CVS photo email, I can just archive it automatically. And it doesn't work, but it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in, I, I'm in the um, read receipt mindset. Like, if I, if I interact with an email, then that makes the email real. So I, I have this habit of going going through my email um, in in bursts, and it, it allegedly is not the way that everybody else handles email, um, which is preposterous to me because like when I open up an email, I need to, I feel a need to synthesize it, and I have a tough time like being like, okay, this email is just kind of there, whatever. So either I know about the email and I synthesize it or I don't know about the email and I don't. And I think that's maybe an indication that my brain uh, has – it doesn't always work the way that everybody, everybody's brain is expected to work, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> don't go uh-huh like that. 
so you? presumptively. No. <laughs> uh, so my therapist is very reticent to diagnose me with anything, um, but my partner is not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally from the arch- armchair sometimes. Uh, and so like no matter what, the label is i know that there are some things that i read like hey here's some adhd tips and i'm like that is a thing that i have experienced and this tip seems like it will help and then it does um and can i offer one of those absolutely um putting condiments such as like ketchup mustard that sort of thing Mm -hmm. you tip people typically put those in the door of the refrigerator right because there's nice little slots for them you should put them in the drawers of the refrigerator and put other things in the very visible uh slots in the door because you won't forget condiments the way that you might forget corn yeah for a couple weeks yeah um not that i'm speaking from experience (laughs) That's my tip. It has been a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. A food saver, really. So we did that in the previous place that we lived, and then we moved into this new place, and it has clear drawers and clear shelves. And oh. I was like, this is, uh, this is a lifesaver in a different way because we can put the vegetables in the vegetable saver and not forget about them because everything's clear. But the thing about shelves is they get stuff on them. Uh, that's They're kind less of what clear once do. you put things on them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think you might be right. I think that might be a thing I need to try again. So that's a good tip. That's a very good tip. Um, and another th- thing that people say when they're like, hey, maybe this is an ADHD tip. And I go, hmm, maybe that's something. Uh, is the this concept of like waiting mode that you kind of get stuck in the space in between two things Mm -hmm. um and sometimes i will get waiting mode for a thing that doesn't have a definite start time oof yeah uh like today i was gonna head out and go do a thing just in the city and it like started at 10 and i woke up at 10 and i was like okay well whenever i get going i can go and end up there and whatever and then i was waiting for this thing to start and the thing is the thing has already started um but the solution for that for me most of the time is to make the space between going oh i need to go do this thing and like actually acting on that and like getting out the door because once i'm like on my bike or on the bus or whatever then i'm just on my way there and that's that there's no like there's nothing you can do about it the the thing is already in motion mm-hmm. um And so to make the space between, oh, I need to do this thing and then being on my bike or on the bus or whatever, very small, means that it's easier to break myself out of that pattern of like, okay, I'm just kind of sitting here stuck. Um, And also, I am not great at remembering what things need to be involved in going somewhere all of the Mm -hmm. time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I, I will get somewhere and I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Um, but most of the time, actually, that doesn't happen for me. And that's because I have inadvertently planned, uh, oriented a lot of my life around this knowledge without knowing it. What knowledge exactly? The knowledge that I will arrive somewhere and be like, oh, I needed a thing for this and not. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, so for a very long time, I wore a lot of cargo shorts because the more pockets you have, the more things you can be sure that you are carrying. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it was not about style, um, as you might have uh, have guessed. Based um, on the was, fact that it's cargo shorts, yeah. It was entirely about like, okay, well, I want to do vlogs. And to do a vlog, I need to be able to put my camera somewhere. Because if I'm holding my camera and I set it down, I will look away and I will look back and it won't be there. Um, this happened to so many of my left gloves. I have so many, I had as a child, so many right gloves because I'd like be on the bus and I'd take off my gloves and I'd put down my gloves and then I'd grab my glove and I'd get off the bus and like, oh, there's only one glove here. Um, and I didn't want to do that. With, Why is like, it the lay- left one? 
Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't think it was always the left one, um, but I do know that I never got like the same pair of gloves very often. And so at some point, one of the ways that I was like, this is a thing that I do a lot. And so I want to mitigate it is I just got like three pairs of the same gloves. And I figured if I lose the left glove of this pair, Mm -hmm. then I will still have two more lefts and maybe I will lose the right next. And then I'll just have two lefts and two rights. Um, I think I think I lost two lefts (laughs) and then all all of them. Um, And then all of them. Well, like in a move or something. You know, in moves, when gloves vanish. <laughs> yeah. It's, they're around, I bet, or they're not, and I actually use them. Um, something happened, and I no, lo- no longer have those gloves. But another thing that I needed... Okay, wait, where was I? I was saying, right, my camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to make sure when I was um, getting shorts, that when I was going to be going to camp and I wanted to bring my camera to camp, that I had shorts that I could bring my camera to camp with. Um, and so I was always making sure that I had shorts that had pockets big enough to fit my camera into. Um, along with all of my other stuff that I want to carry around with me. And so that meant cargo shorts. Makes sense so far. And then I got to college and someone was like, hey, that cargo shorts are not the fashion statement you think they are. And I was like, but don't you understand? This is all about convenience. It's because when I put down my left glove, I don't have my left glove anymore. And so I need these shorts. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think they probably looked at me askance a little bit. And um, I eventually decided maybe wearing cargo shorts was not the wave. Uh, but I still try and live my life to this ideal of like the fewer things that I can forget, the fewer things that I will forget. Utility belt. U- utility belt. Absolutely a possibility. Um, the the like move to NFC a lot of things was very interesting me to me for a long time because if I only ever needed to remember my phone Mm -hmm. uh that would be very convenient but the thing is phones uh while they can do like tap to pay uh are missing all of the things that my right pocket can do would you like Uh, me to enumerate what's in my pockets right now because um i can do that but i i I would like that um (laughs) i would just like to quickly make the joke that your phone can only do so much to keep your left hand warm correct um it, it could do some like it's yeah, not you could like have it mining amount, but mining cryptocurrency uh-huh. and then uh have it warm up your hand <laughs> um so right now i have oop, a piece of paper uh mm-hmm. from an event i went to earlier i've got hand sanitizer uh phone can't do that a pen phone they can't should... do that they should put UV lights in the flashlight so you could, like, disinfect your hand with the UF- ah, UV, yeah. UV light. That's what, when they were making the um, that one phone, there were, like, three different variations on a theme, but they were all like, this is a modular phone, and you can click the storage in and the memory in, and there's a sure. screen component and whatever, and that never really worked it was like uh, when I was listening to This Week in Google type of thing. Uh-huh. I think it's uh, like a driver thing and also a, like that is the opposite direction from the naked robotic core idea that Syracuse talks about that like now you've got all of this extra plastic on every single one of the parts of the device. Yeah. And so it's going to be a lot larger for less. But that's the kind of thing. You could have a UV module. Um, that would be something for sure a uh, business card phone can't do that a fidget which phone can do but generally people don't like that uh, oh wait whose business card doesn't matter the, is it yours or someone else's someone else's okay so phone absolutely can do that yeah did you say can i meant to it's entirely possible i didn't okay so just roll roll the tape uh or just <laughs> um fidget 
what else is in here? AirPods phone um, can do that, but nobody on the bus would like me then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a dollar coin. Um, Why? Which is wait, okay. This is have I not talked about this yet? Uh, not that I remember. A couple weeks ago, months ago at this point, I went onto the U.S. Mint website and purchased a hundred dollar coins. I'm getting some like neural pathways fi- firing, but I mm-hmm. don't remember it. It's a thing I've meant to do for a long time, and I realized at some point. Um, pretty recently that i am now making enough of an income that i can justify just going online and buying a bunch of dollar coins these are whoops uh so this is uh, right now the u.s mint is working on uh some of their american innovation uh dollar coins kind of like they did the national parks quarters or whatever and so these are about american innovation Uh, and so each state gets one and i've got the uh, Pennsylvania one for the polio vaccine, ah. um, which I thought was was pretty cool. That's, per- and that's nice, yeah. Timely and neat. Um, the New Hampshire one has Pong on it, so that's the next one I'm going to get. Um, a lot of them are cars, and so <laughs> you know. So why are you carrying it around? Because I would like to live in a world where more people use dollar coins, and I am people. Okay. And um is that just yeah. like an aesthetic choice or like why do you want more people to use dollar coins? Yeah, when I was like 17 I had more justifications than this, but at this point it's just kind of cool. I went to the Renaissance Fair with a bag full of dollar coins oh, and that's great. nothing gives you the same feeling as that. Yeah, that, um, that's awesome. I literally I bought mushroom stew. And I just threw a dollar coin, like a bag of dollar coins down on the counter. And then I was like, hang on, give me that bag back because that, that was too much. But like for the aesthetic, that was very, very pleasing. Um, It'd be nice. Like if you had like, if you could maybe like a, like a $3 drink or something, mm-hmm. you could just, they could give you a drink and you could just like ping, oops, you could just ping some, uh coins on the table like there you are right there you are my good man (laughs) um so for aesthetic reasons is definitely a big part of it um for the reason of tipping that if i'm like oh i just want to give you a dollar here you go i know exactly where to find a dollar because i've always got a dollar coin in this pocket um okay here you go uh and there are some unhoused community members in my area and i'm just walking down the street and they're like hey can i have a dollar and i don't have to like fumble around in my wallet i can just be like yes here is a dollar there you go have a good day nice um chapstick phone can't do that keys phone can't do that um some phones can do that for some places but not my landlord uh not not here okay so that's a lot of stuff, Zach. Mm-hmm. And these are just the things. So these are things that I am aware that I will just be walking through my day and be like, oh, shoot, I need, I want a pen or I want mm-hmm. my fidget or I need my keys or I need a chapstick. Um, and what is in this pocket has changed over the years. It's gone, gone up and down, you know, hand sanitizer mm-hmm. is a pretty recent addition. Uh, I would not feel comfortable with, does it like, is there a better closing mechanism on the hand sanitizer than what I would be used to? It's because I feel like I would just sit down and it would squirt all over my pocket. What are you imagining? I'm imagining a, a small bottle of hand sanitizer in my pocket. And I'm imagining the bottle is a bit squeezy. And mm-hmm. then the air would, the air and the hand sanitizer itself would get compressed and eventually have enough force to open the top, and then all the hand sanitizer would come out in my pocket. Hmm. I think some of some of it is that this bottle is not as squeezy as you would imagine. Okay. 
Uh, and most of the hand sanitizer coming out of the bottle action just happens via gravity and not by squeezing. Okay. Um, but it's just like a little flip, no, flip yeah, top that, lid. That is what I was imagining. I wouldn't trust it personally. That's fair. So like, is your right pocket? This isn't the point. I'm I'm getting a little bit away from the point, but is your right pocket like full now? It seems like it should be pretty full. Yeah, I can't add many more things for sure. Okay, this is comforting to me. I don't know why, but like, I don't know. You're so like, this is just what's in my pocket, and like. I I know you reasonably well, and I imagine that is also how you go about your life in this way. Uh, you know, like these are the things that exist in my pocket. It it may as well have always been this way. Mm-hmm. And you are so casual about it that it makes me feel like I'm like like I'm going nuts imagining your pockets just like bursting at the seams, <laughs> trying to like contain uh, everything you want to be carrying around in, in any particular day. Uh huh. Um, there have been a couple of improvements in pocket things technology. Um, one of which is that most of the things I have now are cylinders of some sort, right? The pen or the fidget or the chapstick, mm-hmm. and cylinders can like fit in a pocket pretty well next to each other. Yeah, less corners with, is probably better. Um, and another thing that has been a big improvement to pocket things technology has been the fact that uh, my earbuds have no wires now Mm, oh my god i can only imagine oh my gosh (laughs) yeah yeah no in fact i'm i'm flashing back to when i carried around a pen in my pocket and my earbuds in that same pocket Mm -hmm. yeah yeah wow incredible who knew yeah that such a Tiny little, uh, little tiny improvement in Bluetooth design could uh... mm-hmm. significantly impact impact pocket things technology. If I accept that this is a reasonable way to uh, go about life, <laughs> um, uh, what then, Zach? Seems like you got it all figured out. I like to imagine that I do, and I hate to be confronted with the reality that I don't. Um, but I am, regardless. Uh, fun fact, the universe has very little care about what it is that I hate. Um, which is all to say that I do my best to um, preempt the times when I am at a place and I go, oh, wait a minute, I don't, I don't have the thing that I need. Um, and I am... This is... This whole bit of the episode is the sound of me unraveling how I have gotten to that point without thinking about it. Um, Because it has never been a thought from like, hey, I have this thing in my brain where when I put down my left glove, I lose the left glove. Um, (laughs) But it's like, well, when I put the thing in my pocket, then I, I don't lose it. And so the thing lives in my pocket forever because it is not lost. And so I was saying about the cargo shorts and whatever that the I was like, I need to get cargo shorts so that I can put the camera in my pocket so that when I put the camera down somewhere, I don't lose it because I'm not putting the camera down in the first place. It's going in my pocket. Um, and that is me looking into the the past and tracing through what was going on. But really, I just knew that I had a tendency to lose things. And I felt like I needed to have pockets for this camera. So that's that's all building towards the fact that not everything can fit in my pocket, as you you were saying. Uh, (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Um, And so I have begun the process and have always been doing this, right? Um, But now it's a little bit more conscious of being like, hey, when I go to this place or that place um, and I want to have all of my things to go there, 
mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to think about where all of the things are so I can go there. I can just be like, hey, I'm I'm here right now. I want to be there and I know what I need to get from here to there um, and what things I want to have when I'm there mm-hmm. and not be like, okay, I need to get my computer and get my computer charger and get my computer glasses and, you know, whatever. Uh, and for a long time, that was easy because there were only a couple places I was going um, primarily home and school. Then it was home and home and school, and that was harder. Um, primarily because I was uh, sixteen and didn't have the capacity to uh, get all of the duplicates of things that would have been nice to have. Um, because yeah. the way that I solve this now is I do my best to make sure that the places that I go, either I will already have the things that i need there mm-hmm. um or i will have one place that i can go to get the things that i need to bring them there uh and which of those i do depends on how much control i have over the space i'm not gonna make sure that i already have all the computer chargers that i need at the coffee shop um mm-hmm. because i can't store things in the coffee shop uh but like work i want to be sure that i have a phone charger there because if i get to work and my phone is not charged that would kind of suck and i have enough space that i can control at work that i can put a phone charger there and so this is a thing that i am giving tim ferris productivity boy uh name giving a tim ferris productivity boy name to mm-hmm. um which is go bags but it's just like a a thing that i've realized that i i do and that helps me Um, and so I've got like a bag of all of the things that I need to bring with me when I go anywhere so that I can be charged up for the next day if I'm going overnight. Right. Um, or at this point there are different pockets in my backpack. That's just my like, you know, whatever everyday backpack that like, if I'm going to work, I am going to be looking in these pockets for things. And if I'm going to the grocery store, then I should be looking in this pocket. Um, and that has never been a conscious thing, but like somehow all of the things that when i'm at the grocery store that i need they're all going to be in this pocket and i just know that um so this is all a very long and winding way to say i think that that's a cool thing and i would like to spend more time doing it on purpose i believe and i would love to hear if there are any things that you do like that um Mm. Um, i like the ideas and I practice some of the ideas of like having things where you need them. Um, for example, like computer chargers. It's been a minute since I have left my apartment as part of a routine. Mm-hmm. So there's not a whole lot of like, this is my backpack. It's ready for work tomorrow. And I just have to grab it on my way out. Mm-hmm. There's not a, not a whole lot of that. Um, and I used to keep, up until extremely recently, uh, as in, like, it, it, it was the case that I had, like, a backpack full of useful things since I was in high school until, like, a month ago. There was just a backpack full of useful things, uh, pen, money, uh, paper, um, probably like utility knife type thing Mm -hmm. um i had what else um probably like you know like chargers and uh you know that kind of thing uh and it was just was that like the same backpack that you were bringing to school or a separate it was or you know at most of most of college it was the one that i brought around Mm -hmm. uh and in the times that it wasn't, then it, uh, then the stuff that was in it was transferred over or duplicates were made and, um, they both had, you know, a pen or something. Yeah. It was just like my everyday type of backpack. And I, I took all the stuff out recently because I haven't touched it in a long time. And, and the crazy thing is that like, I don't think I ever once used 
most of the things in that bag <laughs> over like several years of carrying around every day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not like an end of an era type thing. You know, it didn't feel at all like important mm-hmm. when I took all the stuff out, but like maybe it's indicative of a lifestyle change. Uh, that's probably the the end of my experience with such things. So would you chalk it up mostly to the fact that you are going fewer places or going fewer places on a routine or that you looked at it and you were like, actually, none of these things, even when I do go places, do I need? Um, I think mostly it is. I, I don't go places um, and I'm not upset about that. I'm very happy to stay inside. Um, but I think even when I do go places, I, uh, it does not feel like, how do I put this? Like the feeling of, oh shoot, I forgot this. Mm-hmm. Like I've definitely forgotten things before, but they were never going to be things that I carry around in a backpack just like all the time, you know, uh, whether it be like a textbook, like mm-hmm. if I needed a textbook for a specific day of school. And I left it at home. Like, it's not going to stay in my backpack all the time. It can't. Right. right. So I think the type of thing that I would know I need but forget are not the type of thing that I can just keep in a backpack. Or at least they weren't, and they certainly aren't now, because I don't go places. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's, I think, in there a warning about over-preparation. And uh, truth that applies to Liz and other people who don't go places and are pleased with that. I don't even know if like it's an over-preparation thing. I think like it was a very reasonable amount of things to carry around. Uh-huh. And if like that kind of security makes you feel better, like, hell yeah. Yeah. For me, I think it is always, almost always uh, in response to a thing that like i have this bag of cables to bring with me when i go somewhere because last time i went somewhere i forgot whatever my micro usb cable that i needed Mm. uh and so i think that saves me a little bit from the over preparation and i know what you just said was that you didn't think it was over preparation because it was about security I was still thinking about it in terms of over-preparation. So, Liz, I am honestly quite shocked to hear that you just disassembled your bag of things that you might need when you go to a place um, to be prepared because, as we all know, a a person who is perfect is always going to be prepared for every situation. Um, And and last I heard, Liz was endeavoring to be the, the perfect version of Liz. No, I'm pretty sure I already was, and I'm already—I was already the perfect version of myself, and I didn't have to, you know, self-improve. Ah, uh, okay, that. gotcha. Um, the result is the same though. That uh, my last theme was um, uh, nothing. It was a nothing burger, and mm-hmm. um, and I've—I felt it. I felt good sometimes. And I've felt bad other times. Um, and it <laughs> and didn't those were purely, purely related to things outside of myself and not me. <laughs> yeah. And um, there's, I, I think it was a nice, like, if like, if you had to like, give it a real theme, maybe it would be something along the lines of like the, you know, the year of cutting yourself some some slack, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And it went on a little bit longer than I had intended because I was waiting for the right time. And now is the right time to change my theme. (laughs) I want to say before you launch into this that I am always excited when it comes time to hear about your theme because you always have uh coherent like point by point build up to the theme of like what you're thinking about and then what the theme is going to be and some some places it might go and like the 
the structure and the story that always comes with the unveiling of the theme is um <laughs> I, I really enjoy it so well i'll do my best hopefully i won't disappoint after uh such a fantastic um <laughs> prelude so i've been thinking about a couple of things um one of the things one of those things is uh, a thing that we talked about last episode uh which is like there's a project i want to do Mm-hmm. Which is like have a personal server that like is good for file storage and also good for other things that are not file storage. Okay. And that is like something that it's not exactly a self improvement to to do something like that because I'm just making a thing. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like so it, it, that is to say, like even in the the long the so the couple seasons of perfection, mm-hmm. like that would be a valid thing to work on, right? So like, why didn't I even try? It was a thing like that I wanted to do. I wanted to have the results. It sounds like a fun process. Why not? And like mm-hmm. the kind of the answer is like it's going to be a lot of work. And I don't really know how to start. And I, you know, like there's some like a lot of things to think about. And that sounds like a, like some, not something I want to do at any particular moment. And mm-hmm. and that's fine. And so I didn't. Also, like I wanted to, I stopped journaling a while back. And I want to pick that up again. I think similarly like i think it would feel good in the moment it would feel good feel it would feel good to like look back on later um it's just like at any particular time in the day i don't really know if i want to be journaling um mm-hmm. and i i've noted and i noticed that pattern in a couple areas of my life like uh i haven't opened omnifocus in a long time <laughs> like but i like the omnifocus structure and like it helps me get things done so like why why am i not doing that and like i don't know who knows really um is it because i'm lazy uh, maybe who knows and these are all things that like are just for me and really don't have an effect on anyone else and no one will get mad at me for not doing them and which is why I can which is why I can do them mm-hmm. and my first instinct was to be like no we're doing them we're gonna have like we're gonna say I want to start a project and then do the project Mm-hmm. And, season of liz being mean to liz yeah season of uh i think uh, my best my uh kind of thrown out name is uh was the year of accountability or something like that ah. like like or maybe like self parentheses accountability yeah and i don't know i didn't like it i was thinking about it and i'm like that's not really what i need it's not accountability that i need it's something else and um i mostly think that it needs like some compassion some like a better like high view of the situation um not just like like in this moment i really want to make these things i want to fix my omni focus i want to journal i want to do all these things and but when it actually comes time to do that, I don't want to do that. And I should be able to, or should be able to, uh, you know, it's a weird sentence. I'd like to be able mm-hmm. to hold both of those feelings in my head that I want to do it and I don't want to do it right now. Yeah. And that can be hard, especially when in in the situation where you don't want to do it. It's hard to remember that you actually do want it want to do it just not right now Uh uh-huh um so i was thinking about that i was also thinking about 
How do I? I, I don't have a, a very not comprehensive set of notes. Just sort of feelings that I plan to expand on later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we talked a bit about my interest in speedruns for video games. Mm-hmm. And the one of the things that fascinated me was the willingness to just like trash a run if like it wasn't panning out. Right. If, like, yeah. If like you missed one thing or another, like let's not even bother finishing the run. Let's just reset and go again. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked that, like, because I feel an amount of attachment to, like, and, like, as anyone would, if you spend, like, a thousand hours playing a video game, you're going to feel kind of attached to that save. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it'd be weird if you didn't. Yeah. Um, but, like, if I'm trying to do this in, you know, if if, not me personally, but, like, if someone's trying to do a a run in... 12 minutes you know beat the drag the ender dragon in 12 minutes then like Mm -hmm. they don't form as much of an attachment especially if they're doing it 100 times a day kind of say like even though this particular run didn't work out it was still uh a value even even if it wasn't a valuable experience uh i'm glad i put in the time that i did and we it can be gone now and we're gonna start another one Mm-hmm. And I and I think that also kind of is a feeling, or is a um, it's some very high level thinking, if that makes sense. It's uh, you have to have like a bird's eye view of your of your of your feelings, I guess. The like, because probably what you're feeling is disappointment that the run didn't work didn't pan out or you know you did something wrong but okay to be able to mm-hmm. step out of that and say what you'd like to say which is even though this didn't work out i'm glad to put the time in anyway yeah um uh, with all that in mind um i am going to start the year of journaling very cool yay Yay! Sorry um, to set it in um, confetti sound effects. Whatever confetti sounds like, which is probably just a <laughs> bunch of like paper f- falling. Now that I say it, um, here. It's kind of. Um. So obviously, the most obvious part of that is the actual journaling aspect. Um. And making it the year of doing so would probably be a good way to get myself to actually do it. Um, Right. And, but in my mind, journaling is linked to to doing all the things I want to do. Stuff like making uh, cool server functionality. uh, You know, saying to myself or even, and this is where the journaling aspect comes in, writing to myself I would like to complete this task and then completing the task and then saying or writing to myself I did a good job completing that task right there goes that whole task I completed it Mm -hmm. and like a a really easy way to do that would be to keep my OmniFocus up to date that's you know it's a form of journaling uh, to me um mm-hmm. and like i think the big concept for the year of journaling um will be like acknowledging what's happening now acknowledging what's happening what happened before uh and in the future acknowledging what what will happen um mm-hmm. And being able to look at all that and make uh, responsible, compassionate, 
choices. Yeah. I am still uh, reveling at OmniFocus is a journal. Because, like, you're entirely correct. It's a... It, like, fits in the category that journal fits in. Mm-hmm. Um, of, like, this awareness of self. And that you can do it poorly and and uh, be cruel with it the same way that you can with a journal, right? I have definitely had periods of time where I was cruel to myself in my journaling and that, like, I didn't know how to journal in a way that wasn't, like... I meant to get these three things done and I only got two. Uh, and I think in the same way as you can not do that with a journal, um, <laughs> you can use OmniFocus in a way to say, here is what I want to do and here is what I have the motivation and the time to do and here is what uh, can get done in the future and here is what doesn't have to get done. Here is what I have deemed not important yeah um and so using it as a way to have a conversation with yourself through time is a really interesting and i think helpful framing for omnifocus conversation with yourself through time is exactly what i was trying to say thank you yeah so this is uh as far as the mechanics go do you have any thoughts on this? Are you going to journal at set times in the day or when you sit down and you're like, it's journal time and I feel like journaling right now. Um, Um, so usually throughout a day, I will spend time in the office mm -hmm. and that could be, you know, uh, this much, you know, it could be all day, it could be for just a couple hours, and it could be not, not at all, but that's pretty un, pretty not... Pretty rarely? Pretty rarely, yeah. Um, and I think for the actual journaling, you know, with pen and paper and all that, um, I think that the time that I leave the office for the day... Mm-hmm. will be the time that I journal. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm tentatively, at this point, planning on re- redoing all my OmniFocus things. Um, and I say tentatively, not because I don't think I'm going to do it, or, you know, I want to give myself some wiggle room, but just kind of, like... I'm going to allow myself to ease back into OmniFocus at whatever pace I need because I know it's like, like, it's a lot, OmniFocus is. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a lot of bells and whistles and you can like really spend a lot of time configuring everything and I don't necessarily want to do that, nor do I want right. to feel like I have to do that. So like, even like cl- clearing out old stuff, like there's probably a bunch of reminders that are no longer relevant. Like those can just sit in the inbox. It'll be okay. And like mm-hmm. probably one day I'll get fed up and just clear it all out, but that does not have to be the first time I open the app. In fact, if I want to just like open the app, look at it for a while and just like let it process in the background, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Like that's fine too. I know with the budgeting app that I've got, um, there's like a, I missed two months and now I'm overwhelmed and I'm just going to start from here. I have this much money. Oh, that's cool. Um, I know how much my rent is going to be this month and we're just going to start moving from here. Yeah. Uh, and if there's a way, so that does a couple things. One, that saves where you were before. So Mm -hmm. if you go back and you're like, okay, actually, I do have the energy to just do June and July. And so I'm going to get that sorted and see, did I, I was hoping to save some more money those months for vacation. Did I, or whatever, um, that you still have that old way that you had everything saved and now you're branching off, starting in a new direction. Is that Um, mint? I know you've talked about mint before. That is, you need a budget. 
Okay. Uh, link in the description, I assume, yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. I'm actually going to write that down because I don't want to wait until the episode comes out. <laughs> that seems like that seems really cool. Uh huh. Um. And so I'm wondering if there's a similar thing you could do that you could wall off. Okay, here's the old OmniFocus database, and this is going to get. Ooh yeah, I could just set in. It's like read-only mode, basically. Yeah, I could just uh, export it, and then wipe it and start fresh. I could just like have a save of all you know all mm-hmm. the OmniFocus data. That's. I might do just do that. Yeah. Okay. And that's because, right, if you're trying to talk with you from 2018, um, that's a tough place to start any conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely would be possible to come into it and say, okay, I'm going to work through this past stuff. Um, And especially if you have been adding stuff recently as well, right? If it's been this, like, accumulation of things and not just in... 2019 you stopped using it and it's been a couple years um Mm -hmm. that there might be some use to sorting through the thoughts you've had recently right um but if you want to say okay i just need to to reset and rethink this um and i will have all the information it's not lost but it's not going to be staring at me every time i try and start this fresh thing right uh that might feel good I'm just remembering, actually, that I can sync. I have the option to sync my OmniFocus via my own server. Ooh. Which sounds like a really good project for me. Like, that's very up my alley. And if the server could automatically make changes, that'd be perfect. Mm, yeah, is it just a database that you can... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the format is, but um, surely... Surely I can figure it out well enough to make simple changes. Uh, Is there any closing thoughts on my theme, Zach? I think it's good. I'm interested to hear where it goes. Oh, I do have one question. Yeah. Uh, How do you, as someone with undiagnosed ADHD, Mm -hmm. uh, remember, remember that you have a yearly theme? Uh we there's a couple things that that will trigger it one i'm in the shower inevitably in the shower i go probably like once a week i go like oh yeah i had a yearly theme what was it again oh yeah um the year of being a better friend um how do i want to do that oh shit i'm in the shower i need to keep showering um (laughs) i need to keep showering uh two is we get on the podcast Okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a theme. Um, And three is sometimes I do a thing and I go like, ah, yes, this is a year of being a better friend kind of thing. Um, So the being proactive about it, I have a hard time with. Okay. Good to know. Um, But I imagine it's... Oh, that's actually not true. It's also when I am making decisions, when I'm thinking about, okay, do I want to do this thing? Or like, man, this is going to be so much energy to do. And I think, okay, but it is going to feel good in general. And it's going to feel good because it's going to be part of this larger journey that you want to go on. Um, that's the, I would like, I would like that, but I can't quite have that in my brain when i'm making decisions like that that is fair i think for you um the habit of like leaving this space means journaling will hopefully help cement it more often that once you like have that habit but like an object to help you remember would be my my suggestion yeah yeah, I think um, that's a really good suggestion. I can just... It doesn't even have to be a new thing. I can just pick an object and be like, when I see this object, I'm going to remember that this is the year of journaling. Mm-hmm. A post-it note that says year of journaling. <laughs> yeah. 
Every time I see that object, I'm going to remember it's the year of friendship. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Having difficulty with that jar? Don't be afraid to use a rubber band to help open it. It won't make you any less of a man. Do note, however, that it will tank your credibility next time you critique Big Oil on Twitter. Rubber bands, the leading cause of bad climate change discourse. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Jared, I want to make a joke before we sign off. Mm-hmm. Um, using a rubber band to open a jar will not uh, make you less of a man, but other things will. <laughs> <laughs> Using a rubber band to help you open up your HRT prescription bottle, I cannot make any promises. <laughs> uh, Jared, if you want to tell me uh, what I should do to remember that this is the year of journaling. Or if you have a complex series of thoughts on the ways that uh, Taylorist modernism uh, relates to the proliferation of go-bag discourse... Um, you can tell me all about it. I'm on Twitter at 